Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on uh, 1550 AM WSDK. Uh, whether you're uh, listening live uh, on the radio or whether you're uh, coming in via the Internet, we welcome you to the show this morning. Uh, thanks to Zach Hutchinson, my producer, for being in studio this morning. Always look forward to seeing Zach on Saturday mornings and get a ch- getting a chance to uh, spend some time together. Today we've got an amazing uh, show for you, uh, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But I do want to reinforce uh, some things that I said last week, and that is um, you know, you can feel free to call into the show at any point in time uh, while the show is on. We do a live show here on Saturday morning, so I'm actually in studio. Uh, so feel free to uh, call uh, at uh, 860-432-9735. Email us at questions at optex.com, or you can also send a text message in to 860-856-7193. Uh, but in addition to that, I'm also available during the week. So if you, uh, if you either don't have time because maybe you're out driving around listening to the radio while you're uh, running errands on a Saturday morning, uh, feel free to uh, to email me uh, or call me at 203-599-1467. Uh, you can always reach out to me that way at any point in time during the week if something pops into your mind. Uh, if you just have a question about something, uh, feel free to get a hold of me. That's uh, the whole goal of doing the, the show here every Saturday morning is to be able to provide value and to help uh, help you folks uh, solve the problems that, uh, that you have uh, and, and address uh, some of the challenges that you're facing. Whether it's in your uh, in your own personal life or in your you know the life of your business, uh, or if you're an employee working for somebody struggling with issues, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, that's what we're here for. Um, Today is going to be really interesting, and so for uh, for those of you, whether you're an employee or a business owner, uh, if you are struggling with the whole concept of visibility, uh, today is a show that you will definitely not want to miss, uh, because I think visibility is something that is misunderstood, uh, but we all need it at some point in time or another in our careers, and, and that visibility, by visibility, I mean, uh, how do you get yourself seen if you're in a situation, maybe you're working for someone else and you want to be able to move up the ladder in your, in your business, how do you get the visibility that you need to be able to, to move up and, and what are some strategies that can be effective for that? Or if you're a business owner, how do you increase the visibility of your, of your business in the marketplace? What are some of the things that you can do to, uh, to be able to really achieve some good things and move your business or your career in the right direction? 
Uh, today, our, our guest on the show is Emily Shoup. Uh, she runs a, uh, a business uh, that's Shoup Training and Consulting. You can find her at Shoup, S-H-O-O-P-T-C.com. It's ShoupTC.com to learn more about her. But uh, Emily is the engine for the future of leadership, and she's really, really good at what she does. Uh, she's been on the show before. Uh, I just love her. We have great conversations together, but she um, she's not only very, very good about what she does, but she has a real heart for service when it comes to working with her clients. You know, the world is changing. You know, it's changing in how we learn, how we shop, how we entertain, and how we lead. And Emily can help you see the people in your organization and help you see yourself in a unique way that will help you bridge the gap from the old to the new, the then to the now, and from getting by and to really enjoying success. Um, leadership and cultural development is not a one-size-fits-all uh, type of thing. It's really, really, very specific, Why? which is why Emily is very, very good at what she does, because Emily works with her clients to really get to know their businesses and what defines success for them. And then once she has an idea of what makes you as an individual or your company really shine, she helps you build a voice uh, for leadership that reflects it. Uh, so, we're really going to have a great time with Emily today, and I don't want to wait any longer, so let's just jump in and do our first segment of the interview with Emily Shoup. Okay, so we're talking with Emily Shoup this morning, and uh, Emily, first of all, before we get into our topic for the day, thanks so much for taking the time to be with me on the show today. It's great to have you back on, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Well, thank you for having me. I was really excited to to get to have another conversation again. Uh, it's really neat. You know, that's one of the things, uh, as we were talking before we got on air, uh, God has blessed me with some really, really amazing people here on the show. And I've gone back to several of them uh, who just, we've just had such meaningful conversations uh, and just said, you know, hey, would you be willing to come back on? And I'm just thankful for uh, for those of you who said yes and uh, not, oh, you're the worst person I've ever had to talk to. I don't, wa I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about uh, visibility, and I think that that's a, it's an interesting topic. Um, whether you're uh, an individual contributor in a business or whether you're a business owner, I think that the whole the whole concept of visibility is uh, is really interesting. And Emily, we arrived at uh, you and I arrived at this topic because in one of our conversations uh, a couple of months ago, you had mentioned to me that visibility is your main focus for for this year for 2015. So what what is it that you mean by that? So for for me, for visibility, you know, I started my business um, four years ago and went through kind of, I would say, the, the normal business building activities. You know, you're building a website, you're getting a business card, you're going to chamber events and those kind of things. But over time, you start to realize that you aren't necessarily putting yourself out there in a real big way. Like you're kind of, um, or at least for me, I kind of was um, really just kind of blending in with the crowd and almost more like an employee, like a sales employee, um, but not really putting myself and, and everything out there. So when I looked at um, every year, I like to pick a, a word for the year. And in the past, I've had leverage you know, trying to leverage different opportunities to lead to the next one and strategy, making sure that I pick things that actually will lead to the success that I'm looking for and, and not seem like all willy-nilly. 
And for this year, I really realized that I was holding myself back um, to some to some um, issues with fear and, you know, my own um, being concerned about what other people would think and just not 100% sure on how I was going to uh, really do things. Um, and it really boiled down to visibility. I would put myself out there enough that I was still comfortable, but I was never really pushing the envelope. So I decided in order for me to really push outside of my comfort zone, we're always told to do that. I really needed to focus on people knowing who I was and what I stood for. And so that's, that's my mission this year. Okay. So let, let's talk about that in, in practical terms. And, uh, you know, you, you've expressed some good desires there, but you know, my, uh, uh, my wife has a, has an interesting statement that she often makes and that is, okay, I understand what you're saying. What does that look like? So how, how does that translate into practical application for you and your business? So, um, which, you know, and that's what I had to do to myself too. Like, okay, that makes sense logically, but now what do you do with it? And so I, um, started looking at the different activities that I'm doing. And so for one is one of the things I do is I give out uh, leadership awards locally. And the first time I did it, I kept it really small and, and safe. And so I picked everybody who was, um, an honoree and I did all the planning and all the work and, um, pulled the day off and, and it was great. Um, which, which was a huge step in and of itself. But from a visibility aspect, the only people who knew that it was happening were the people who, who came or who got the award. And so for my visibility aspect of it, it wasn't big enough. So this year, I decided that I would put it out there and I would accept nominations. And I didn't realize how much of a stretch that would be to say, okay, now here's what I think is really important. I think it's really important to honor and recognize people for having good people skills. It's really hard to measure, um, but I think it's a worthy cause. So I'm going to put myself out there and stand up for what I believe in and say, you know, okay, world, you can go ahead and, and nominate people. And um, through that process, I had to really stand up for what I believed in over and over and over again and because I had to sell people on the idea of nominating somebody for an award that they never heard of. And so I, I had to go through that process, and that was all part of being more visible. And then just little things where um, – so I could get the nominations and everything and I could keep it really quiet, but I've been trying to, okay, if this is for visibility, what should I do from a social media aspect? What should I do from a media aspect? What should I do in order for more people, for me to be more visible as a leadership expert? And so I've been going through those steps and making sure to have it everywhere so that right now, if you're connected to me in any way, shape or form, you know that that's what's going on. Whereas before I would have kept that back a little bit. A lot, actually. Okay, so when we when we think about that, and you started mentioning it there, because uh, I was trying to think, you know, as you were talking about, okay, well, what does visibility mean to me and my business? So, if you're if you're starting out, and like you said, when you started your business uh, four years ago, you know, you were doing the normal stuff. You know, you had your website, you had your business cards, you were going to chamber events and and things like that. Uh, if if someone is in that mode where they've just kind of started a, a, a business. 
business and they have sort of the basics in place, then are things like getting involved in social media. So, you know, getting out and starting, you know, with, you know, Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn sharing content there, uh, creating a blog, uh, you know, uh, are those sorts of things that are, are, are they sort of meaningful first steps, do you think, to establishing some visibility in the marketplace? I think that, yes, but I would take it a, a step um, back first, because I did a lot of those things. I've been doing a lot of those things the whole time, you know, for the past four years. But what changed for me and the step that I would say that you need to have um, to come before that would be to make sure that you know what it is you're standing up for and, and what it is you believe in, you know. Um, and so when I started my business, it could have very well just been a training company and, you know, have some modules that were kind of off the shelf and not that there's anything wrong with that, but over time I realized that that wasn't for me. And so I started to figure out what it is about leadership that I want to teach people and I have certain things that I really focus in on and now that I'm way more clear on that now I push that into the social media and the blogs and and everything um because it seems like just like with going to a chamber event and blending right in there online you can blend in too unless you have that you know what it is that you want to stand up for and what you want to be visible and what you want to be known for and so having that first would be a, would be where I would start. Okay, I think that's a really important point because it really uh, it really is that defining uh, thing for you. And and I agree. And I went through exactly the same thing uh, in my business where the uh, and and I think it's a natural thing, especially if you're the type of person like I was, where I have. I have a very broad base of business knowledge, so I can do a lot of stuff. And so initially, I was kind of out there trying to be all things to all people. And it wasn't until a friend of mine said, Gary, said, if you have a problem with your heart, do you want to go see a general practitioner or do you want to go see a cardiologist? And I said, well, no, I want to go see a cardiologist. And he said, that's what people are looking for in the marketplace today. They want people who are specialists. So get specific about what it is that you do. And I think the interesting part of what you're saying there as far as visibility, Emily, is that once you get specific about what it is that you do, then when you're sharing content on the Internet, not only are you more specific, but it gives you the ability then to start looking at things from the standpoint of, okay, based on the specialty that I have, who really is my target market and how do I begin communicating and drawing those people in? Is, is that where you're, what you're finding? Yeah, yep, absolutely. And, and it, I know that it's hard when you start out because you know, everybody in, in the beginning seems to give you advice when you start a business. That's probably one of the most frustrating things. Um, but then, you know, and everybody tells you in the beginning, you got to narrow down, you got to have a niche. And, and that didn't really make sense for me. But had I walked through the, um, the process of figuring out what it is I stood for, because I've stood for the same thing all along. I just thought I could, like you said, I was going to deliver all these things and be, I could do anything, you know, for anybody. And in that process would somehow magically get to where I wanted to be helping people instead of just focusing on where I wanted to be helping people. And so, yeah, if you just took a step back and looked at what is it that I really enjoy doing and why did I start this in the first place, 
focus in on that right away and that message, and then the rest of it starts to fall into place much easier. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely true. Is that when you get very specific, it seems to make things a lot a lot easier. And and the more specific you can be, this fellow I was talking with uh, who helped me through this process is a is a real strong marketing guy. And initially, he said, "Gary, you're using a shotgun. I want you to trade your shotgun in for a laser rifle or a, a sniper a sniper rifle with a laser scope." And I said, "Okay." And then a few months later, he came back to me and he said, "All right, now you got the sni- the sniper rifle with the laser scope." He said, you got three people sitting out in the street. Which one are you going to shoot? Yeah. Yeah, and and those I think those kinds of word pictures, at least for me, were meaningful in saying, you know, okay, I get it. I got to know exactly who I who I'm going after out there, and I've got to learn to communicate that message in a way that's compelling for for them. Well, folks, we're on with uh, Emily Shoup, and we're talking about visibility. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to start uh, branching out a little bit from that. We're going to talk about how visibility is applicable in your life. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Daniel Fazina, and I would like to invite you to join me on Divine Intervention, the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways. Sundays at 4 p.m. right here on WSDK. So keep smiling, because remember, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. What? That was our important meeting on customer service? Where was his smile when he lost the Bradley deal? There's clearly a huge gulf that's been created in the arena of customer service. This gulf exists between what business owners say is their customer service philosophy and what customers are actually experiencing in their daily personal and business transactions. What's worse is that this gulf appears to be widening with the new global economy. This is Gary Smith, host of The Gary Smith Show. This gulf in what we say and what we actually do in customer service led me to write my new book, The Customer Conundrum. In The Customer Conundrum, I identify the core issues relating to the customer service gulf and then give you solid, practical advice on how you can create, maintain, and lead a truly customer-centered organization and a customer-centered life. Don't lose valuable customers or contacts. Get The Customer Conundrum at Optex.com. Bright skies should continue through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley, pushing temps into the upper 20s. Not as cold tonight, single numbers. Clouding up after early sun tomorrow with an area of snow coming in from the west near 30. Some snow likely tomorrow night and early Monday, maybe a few inches. Low to mid-20s tomorrow night in the mid to upper 30s by Monday. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. AM 1550 is life-changing radio. WSDK. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK. <clears throat> Glad to have you along for the ride today, where we're talking with Emily Shoup about visibility. And it's really, really important, I think, uh, to, to just recap some of the things that Emily was talking about. And that is, uh, it really begins with a very personal thing. And that is, what is it, uh, you know, how do you want to stand out? Uh, how, what is it that you want to be known for? <clears throat> and based on that, what pathway do you need to to walk? And that's true whether you're an individual or whether you're a business owner. Uh, as an individual, I think a lot of times uh, we get stuck in our careers and, and in our lives. And I know I've experienced this. 
Um, when you, you, know, you go and you get a good education and you get a good job and you think that, uh, you know, that getting a good job and just showing up every day at work and doing your best and, and working hard at what you do and, and that sort of thing is what life is all about. And a lot of times you know, we're, we're blinded. You know, we put that wall up in front of us and, you know, and, and we work hard at what we do, but then we wonder why we're not getting ahead. And it's because we're not being intentional about what we're doing. We're not getting specific about uh, not only, you know, I, I think it starts with what is it that we want our lives to be all about? And then how does our career, how does our work, uh, whether you're a business owner or whether you're an individual, how does your work play into to that? And is there a congruence between who you are and what you do? And are you getting intentional about getting out there and getting connected to the right people and learning the things that you need to learn. Have you had someone uh, come alongside you and help you do the gap analysis between where you are and where you want to be and, and help you create a plan? Do you have an accountability partner? Those are the sorts of things we're going to be talking with, uh, with Emily about as we get back into this next segment. You know, we're going to be talking about how is this whole concept of visibility applicable to you. So with that, let's jump back into segment two of our conversation with Emily. Okay, we're back with Emily Shoup talking about visibility. And in the last segment, um, Emily was talking about the visibility is the word that she's chosen to focus on in her business for this year. And she's been sharing a little bit about what that means to her and how that's impacting uh, her journey. So what I'd like to do next, Emily, is I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, uh, whether, you know, people in our listening audience, because I'm sure we've got a whole mix of people out there. There are some people who are business owners. There are some people who are leaders within businesses, and there are others who are just individual contributors who, who work for other people. Um, let's talk a little bit about visibility from the, from the aspects of those various people and, and how uh, being visible in, in, pro, in appropriate and meaningful ways can help them uh, advance their businesses and advance their careers. So what are your thoughts about that? So it's interesting when you, when you start working with people and, and you start applying the lessons that you're learning yourself um, to, to the clients that you're working with, you can start to see those those patterns where where people are going through the same thing, just different um, different places. There's one person that I was working with that works in a, a large corporation and um, is a manager and looking for that next promotion, but keeps on getting passed up. And at, you know, it it seems like there's a certain window where if you don't get a promotion by you know this age, by the time you hit 50, then you're probably never going to get promoted um, or, you know, or it could be, you know, if you've been in that position for five to seven years and you never get promoted past that, you're never going to get promoted. Like that's it for you. And, and that was really frustrating. But then when we got to talking about um, what people know about his skill set, you know, he was one of those, well, if I just work hard, everybody should just know that and I should be recognized for it. And, I feel like nowadays with everything, you know, that may have worked in the past. I, I don't know how often I've ever seen it in action. I totally understand where it comes from. Um, people don't want to play games, but, it, or you know, they call it, you know, playing the game at, at, at work, you know, playing politics and everything. But it's not so much about, you know, brown nosing and, and bragging about yourself, but if people don't know what you know or don't know the connections you have or the industry knowledge that you bring into the place, they're, they're not going to be able to recognize you and get you into that right 
position or that next position that you're looking for. So we had to work on his visibility. And, and how do you share that with your team? How do you share that knowledge? And so we worked on for in that specific situation was, okay, what is your manager saying you need to know or do in order to be promoted? And then let's start showcasing because, of course, he's like, I, I already know all that. I already do all that. But the manager didn't know he was doing that. So what do you do? You send an email that demonstrates that you show up in a meeting and demonstrate it. And, and for him, it was get, about getting a lot more visible in the workplace and visible as far as his skill set had to be seen. You know, he was there. Everybody saw him, but they didn't see him completely. Okay, that's interesting. So, in in those environments, then, do you think uh, you know someone uh, you know someone who's working as a manager, maybe a mid level manager, looking for the next step up to an upper level position or something like that, who doesn't have uh, the advantage of having a great coach like you to you know to work with him or her through that situation? Is it appropriate for you to uh, to sit down with your boss and say, "Listen, I I'm looking for the next level. I really want. I like working with this company. I really want to continue to move up. I want to continue to advance my career. Will you please help me do this gap analysis? You know that says here's you know here's the skills I need to be able to demonstrate above and beyond what I already do." And then will you work with me to, you know, if I have those skills, will you work with me to uh, give me opportunities to showcase those skills? And if I don't have those skills, will you help me figure out how best I can go developing that skill set so I can move on? Are those legitimate conversations you should have with your boss as it regards developing more visibility in the organization? Absolutely. I, I definitely would recommend that. And then not only with your boss, but start seeking out other people, because that's one thing that I've noticed in organizations that we can get so siloed that somebody else in this other area has no idea what what you bring to the table. And that might be where your promotion actually lies or the next opportunity that you're looking for. Um, so reaching out to other people as well and, and, and much you know, really from a, a mentoring aspect, you know, look, I'm looking to grow and and these are, you know, areas that I think I might need to improve on or I've been working with my manager and they said I need to improve in these areas. What can I do to help you so that I can um, help myself basically in, in this process and, and continue to grow? And so I would, re- I would spread it around. And that's, again, part of being visible that I, I'm willing to learn and willing to grow. I just need the opportunities. Um, but I would make sure, too, you can't cast it out there and then wait for it to happen. You really have to take charge because nobody cares as much about your job as you do or as your personal life, unfortunately. So you have to take control of it and, and run it, you know, run it like it's your own little business. Yeah, I think that's important. I think the first step to, you know, uh, to solving any problem, whether it's a career problem of advancement or something like that, the first step in that process is that you have to own it. 
uh, because only if you own it will you be willing to get out there and do the things that need to be done to be successful. And you're absolutely right. You can't go about, um, you know, expecting other people to do for you. You have to be willing to, you know, to get out there and do a lot of stuff on your own. And and it's, you know, it can be a fair amount of work, but you have to look at it and and do the work. Re- you know, the the investment versus the rewards. I mean, how badly do you really want to move up, and and what are you really looking to do? And w- what are your thoughts, uh, Emily? Uh, about not only spreading yourself out in the organization that you're in, but actively getting outside of your own organization and going out and networking with other people and and building relationships and and using that to uh, you know to increase uh, visibility. Is that something that you recommend that people do? Yeah, big time. And I had it was uh, yesterday. It was an eye-opening experience for me when you're out on your own by yourself. It, you know, you have to seek knowledge all the time. So I feel like that's what I'm doing all the time. And so I'm used to it. And I was working with somebody yesterday and I mentioned TED Talks mm-hmm. and they had never heard of them. Had never heard of them. Wow. Been, you know, been working for 20 years um, and, and a lot of years in, at one place and had never heard of it. And it just really like, wow, it, you forget that when you work in an organization and you're comfortable that you, you, you don't necessarily know everything that's going on around there. But then those, those same people get, get trapped because then um, their bosses think that maybe we should bring in somebody from the outside because they're going to know something we don't know. So definitely make sure that you're looking at the outside. I had that happen to me as well when I, um, I left working for the universities. I thought I was really well connected, but all my connections were within the university system. I didn't know anything about small businesses in the area or medium businesses or large businesses. I just knew who a couple of the big employers were, but I didn't really know what was going on in the economy around me because I was so heavy just into my, um, where I worked. And so I've watched people who do, reach out and they do have that industry knowledge. They go out to conventions. They, they build their um, connections on LinkedIn is great um, because then people can start to really connect with you there. Um, But again, you want to make sure that not only are you doing all this, but that people know that you have gained something by doing that. That's, that's the visibility piece. So it's one thing to go. A lot of people will go to stuff or they could be listening to this and say, well, yeah, I go to conventions. I, I, you know, every year I go to those trainings. But what do you bring back and share so that people look at you and say, wow, she knows all that. She knows these people, you know, has these connections, has this um, wealth of knowledge. So what are you doing to make sure that it's visible when you come back? Not that you just get to go to a trip. Uh, you know, to Vegas every year because that's where the convention is. If that's all they see about it, that's that's not helping the visibility in your career. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're talking with Emily Shoup and we've been talking about visibility. And Emily, just from the last part of that conversation, I know exactly where I want to go when we come back, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our final segment with Emily Shoup. I perform for our high school choir director who taught me to breathe from the diaphragm and sing from the heart. Speech, debate, theater, 
music. The performing arts teach valuable life lessons that typically aren't taught in the classroom. They help high school students learn leadership skills that prepare them to enjoy more satisfying, productive lives. Hey, I've got a question for you. Who will you perform for? This message presented by the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference and the high school in your community. Have you ever dreamed of achieving true greatness in your life? What does achieving greatness mean to you? No matter how you define it, greatness is always achieved intentionally, never accidentally. Hello, I'm business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author Gary Smith. One of the key attributes of achieving true personal greatness is the constant pursuit of knowledge. I wrote the book, Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed, to help give you the personal and business development tools you need to help put your life and your business on the road to success. It's chock full of ideas that you can put to work to produce immediate results in all areas of your life. Don't settle for being average. Go to Optex.com and get your copy of Achieving Unusual Greatness today. The sun noticeably stronger now than it was a couple of months ago. She pushed temps into the upper 20s this afternoon across the Connecticut Valley. Not as cold tonight, upper single numbers. Sun will give way to some cloudiness tomorrow as an area of snow approaches in the west near 30. Some snow likely tomorrow night and early Monday. It could be a few inches. Low to mid-20s tomorrow night, mid to upper 30s by Monday. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Life-changing radio for Hartford. This is 1550 AM WSDK. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where we're talking with Emily Shoup on the whole concept of visibility. And in this last segment, we were talking about how that applies uh, to to you, whether you're a business owner or whether you're an employee in an organization looking to to move up. One of the things that kind of clicked in my mind, because uh, one of the things Emily, Emily and I talked about is should you be going to your boss and saying, gee, I really want to move forward uh, in the business. Can you help me create a plan to do that? One of, the, one of the downsides to that is that sometimes, depending on how your organization is configured, uh, if moving up uh, is, you know, means taking your boss's place or, or you know, something like that, that can create some problems uh, because your boss could feel threatened uh, if he or she is not really secure in who they are or don't feel that they're secure in their job. So you have to be careful about that, I think, in, in looking at it. But even if even if that is the case, there are still opportunities for you to learn and grow. Uh, one would be to reach out to other people in the organization um, and ask for their assistance in trying to figure out what's going on. And maybe you can find another mentor or someone to help you. And as Emily was saying, too, don't hesitate to get outside of your business. There are tons of business networking events that you can go to where you have the opportunity to meet people who are in similar or different industries and businesses than you. And one of the things that I have learned uh, over the years is the crossover that exists because in my own personal life, I come from a manufacturing background. And because of that, I tend to try or tended originally uh, with my business to try and work with manufacturing people. 
very uh, very few times now do I actually wind up working with manufacturing operations. I still do, but I work a lot with uh, with private sector people. I work with um, you know with uh, network marketing people. I work with attorneys, and there is so much crossover of the knowledge that uh, that I have from manufacturing that is directly applicable to the things that they do. And the thing that's neat about it is that because they have never been involved in manufacturing, they are not aware of the concepts, and yet the crossover is really amazing. The second thing that becomes really important is the whole concept of lifelong learning. And as Emily was uh, was highlighting, once you realize that you need to keep studying, you need to keep learning, you need to keep growing, there are so many ways to be able to do that absolutely free. There are free resources online where you can get ebooks for free, where you can go onto YouTube and get instructional videos like through TED Talks and things like that. And, uh, and you can foster that uh, with, with just a little bit of investment in time. The other thing is, is if you can afford to invest in some good CD programs, uh, there's some great programs out there that are affordable. You know, keep them in your car and use your car as a rolling university to be able to keep learning. Uh, you know, even if you've only got 15, 20 minutes a day, maybe driving back and forth to work, take the opportunity, but commit yourself to that lifelong learning process. So with that, we're going to jump back in. We've got a little bit more to talk about with, uh, with Emily. So let's get back to our conversation. Okay, we're back with Emily Shoup and Emily. Um, you know, great conversation. Uh, just loving the, the you know the input that uh, that you're giving here, and and I think you hit on some stuff here that that is really important for us to talk about, and that um, is the whole concept. I mean, of of getting out, building relationships with other people, but I think it goes further than that, and that is you now. Let's explore the topic of sort of lifelong learning. And how that relates to your your visibility, because uh, you know I think sometimes you know as entrepreneurs and as solopreneurs, you know we we take a lot of stuff for granted because for me, I mean I read every day and I read a wide variety of topics and and I call I affectionately call my car the Rolling University um, because mm-hmm. when I when I'm out in the car I've always got a CD of somebody uh, whether it's doing sales training or motivational training or whatever the case may be I've always got something going and I'm always just trying to you know trying to keep my mind as that sponge and just keep absorbing that stuff because that's part of the way that I, you know, that I bring, I think, value to the clients that I work with is that I just continue to broaden my base of knowledge by finding out who the subject matter experts out there and, you know, and and then using the knowledge and passing on the knowledge that I've learned, uh, that I've learned from them. How do you go about encouraging people? I mean, you know, you know, if when you're a mid-level manager in a company, uh, and you're looking to, you know, to grow your career, uh, you're already probably working 8, 10, 12 hours a day. How do you encourage these people in that ongoing life learning sort of process? Well, it's definitely, um, so if you go back to where you're, if you have the conversation with, with your manager and trying to figure out where are my gaps, what do I need to learn? You know, that's always a, a great place to start. And, and so if that person says, well, you know, you need to know more about this or that, you know, that'll give you an area to focus because I think sometimes it can be overwhelming. Like, oh, there's so many books out there. Where do I even start? Like, I'll just start with nothing, you know, because that's easy. <laughs> and, and so, um, so looking at it, you know, from that aspect might help you narrow it down. But then I like to look at it. I love books. 
but I am probably the world's slowest reader. Like I really keep thinking I should take a speed reading class because it takes me forever to read a book. So I find different ways to consume the knowledge that's in the book um, so that I don't feel like this is just another daunting task. And so I, I still read, but I read in, in chunks and then I listen. Um, there's tons of great um, audiobook services out there. And, um, or you can get up to the podcasts or radio shows like this and just make it a ritual where you're consuming this knowledge and then looking at where you can apply it. Um, and then there's also a lot of videos out there as well. I would just pick whatever medium works for you and then work it into, um, your drive time, which is what you mentioned. I can tell if I haven't had to drive a lot, I start to get a little frustrated because I haven't you know, been pouring more knowledge in because I'm not driving anywhere. Um, and I really like it when I drive to my client site, that's about three hours away because then I get a whole bunch of, of listening in. Um, but then I also started listening to stuff while I, while I walk, you know, when I work out, that's a good time to watch videos or, or do other things. So I just put it into stuff that is already happening in my day. I don't have, any extra time, you know, I, I was listening to something, ironically, the other day, and they were saying, you should, you know, um, do this from 6 to 7 p.m., and I was thinking, that is the worst time for me to try to schedule something else in. That's, that's a crazy busy time. I have little kids, and we're running the basketball, so I get that it's hard to squeeze it in there, but really all it takes is 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. I'm sure you can find 20 minutes, um, or your lunch hour. Um, or see if it's something where it's acceptable for you to close your door at work or go into a conference room at work and get 20 minutes. Um, it might be acceptable. It's just nobody's ever asked. Yeah, that that's very true. And, and I think, you know, I think the keys there are, you know, number one, understanding how it is that you learn best. Because there are some people, you know, I, I have one fellow who's a, he's a retired CEO of an organization. Um, but when I first met him, I mean, the guy reads at like 10,000 words a minute. And so he, he would literally, he would go through, you know, take a, you know, a 300 page book and, you know, go through it in 35 or 40 minutes. Um, wow. You know, and and have a you know a seventy to eighty percent retention rate of of what he was reading. I don't read like that. I'm like you. I I tend to. I tend to read more slowly, and I tend to stop and think a lot about what I read, uh, and you know, and just try and think about the personal applications. I you know, I write all over the books that I read. I take notes and and that sort of stuff. Uh, but what kind of a learner are you? Are, are you somebody who really likes to see the written word? Are you an audit you know an auditory learner, or are you more of a visual learner? And then looking at it and saying, okay, now what kind of time do I have in my day? And, and using the examples that, you know, that you mentioned, Emily, how do I go about, you know, finding that, that time? And when it comes to things, I tell people to start out, start out at 15 minutes a day. Just carve out 15 minutes and either read or listen to a CD or watch a video on your computer or something like that, you know, and just start doing that because the key to me is consistency. It's not so much starting out how long do you do it but do you do a little bit of it every day and the more you do it the more comfortable you get and the more you, and the more that you find you're learning the more excited you get and so it almost has like a snowball effect where you can where you can really get uh, get a tremendous amount of learning and you can expand the amount of time that you're doing it because you begin to see the value in it 
Um, the yeah, other, th- yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say it's just like exercising and eating right. Like we all know, we feel really good when we get it down, but it takes a while for us to do it. I find the same with um, consuming new information or you know inspirational information. Like it, it starts to get addicting, and it, it feels really good when you start to do it on a regular basis. Yeah, it really does. And I think the other thing that that is is interesting to me is to not limit. Uh, not limit yourself in your belief system. Uh, don't have all of these blocks that get that you allow yourself to throw up, uh, especially when you're outside of your organization or even internally when you're looking at various uh, various departments. And I'll give you a classic example: as a young man uh, who's become a very good friend of mine, and initially uh, he got his uh, he got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in manufacturing engineering. He's a Six Sigma black belt, and he's he's really tremendously good at things like process improvement. Well, he worked in manufacturing for a while, decided that he wanted to go back to school and get more education, so he became an attorney. Uh, he went back to school, became an attorney with a specialty in intellectual property. And guess what he does for a living now? He does process improvement in legal firms. Oh, and, oh. And, you, and I look at that, and I say... Wow. I mean, yeah, but but I, I have experienced exactly the same thing. I come out of 25 plus years of manufacturing experience, both as an engineer and as a and as a manager and senior leader in businesses. The largest group of clients that I have that I work with right now are attorneys because they you know things that are there is so much transference from what i know in manufacturing that i can use to help them systematize their business and get more productive and more effective and more efficient at what they do and i can literally walk into a business an attorney's office and in a very short period of time i can look like a hero and they're saying gee you know all this stuff and it's like yeah but this is basic one, two, three, ABC of manufacturing. So don't limit yourself and your visibility of, you know, when you think about visibility, don't let, uh, you know, as you're trying to expand yourself and, and get more exposure and advance in your career, wherever that may be, don't get tunnel vision in what you're, what you're doing. Have, have you encountered that in your work where you've had to kind of say, no, you got to turn the funnel the other way around? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I was thinking of it from like the IT industry. It can get very, you know, it's funny how um, somebody who doesn't work in technology will lump all technology together. But if you work within it, they're very, you know, it's very siloed. It's very separate. And I've watched people go down, you know, that one tiny, tiny trail. And I'm thinking, but, all of this is much like manufacturing. It's all processes that you can apply to to any type of project that you're trying trying to um, roll out. But they get so narrow in that focus that they don't realize it. Yeah, I think that I think that's true. So we have to open ourselves up to the possibilities that are out there, and uh, and there again, it needs to be a, I think a thing where we own 
the situation that we're in and just constantly be looking for opportunities and almost develop that insane amount of curiosity so that when you have the opportunity to meet people and you're building relationships, really dig in and seek to understand what it is that they do and then be willing to sit back and say, is that something that I'm interested in? Do any of the skill sets that I have or any of the skill sets I'm interested in developing maybe apply to doing something like that? And you may find out that you wind up uh, somewhere totally different in your career, but an area where you're immensely more happy than where you are right now. And I, I think that that ties into, too, where I would say that, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, I watched my dad have pretty much the same job for 30 years. And, um, you know, you went into your craft and you did that. And, and that's what you did for the rest of your life. And um, and then when I went to school and when we were graduating, there was all this buzz about how my age group would, would only stay at a job for two to three years. And that was during the whole big dot-com um, explosion. And I think that since then, it's really changed a lot for people. And those who can really grab onto the, you know what, this is what I'm good at, and it doesn't matter what industry I apply it to, because this skill set can apply. Yeah, you need some technical knowledge, but the tech, the technical part always changes. So as long as you can learn it, and you can apply the basics, the fundamentals, like you said, the from the manufacturing um, side of things, those basic fundamentals or the project Six Sigma stuff, the basic fundamentals never change. Just the technology, um, the people, and and the product change, and you just keep applying it, and it really opens the world to um, of opportunity up for you that way. Yeah, and I and I think it gives you the opportunity too to uh, to you know to really look like a hero when you go into places because if you're working, you know, say you come out of a manufacturing background and all of a sudden you wind up in a retail operation or something like that, having that fresh set of eyes and being able to look at things and just ask basic questions of, well, what are you doing over here? Why do you do it that way? And and then using the skills that you have from your from your former career, you know, can really you know can really shake things up and make some some interesting things happen yeah and the, the cool thing is when um, when you come in from the outside you look at, at it and what seems so natural to you you look at it and well why wouldn't you do, make your life easier by doing it this way and like you said then you're the hero but it's just from from your body of knowledge and it's it's always it's so fun whenever I see that happen to somebody that why wouldn't you make your life easier and just do it this way. Oh, well, we didn't know we could make it easier. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And it's a, that's an exciting part of, of being able to make a, con, a contribution and help move a business forward just by using the knowledge that you already have. That's that's really cool. Well, Emily, we're at the end of our time together, but I would like, as we're wrapping up here, I'd just like you to take a couple of minutes and tell everybody who you are, what you do, how they can connect with you so that our audience can uh, can reach out uh, and, and find you and learn more about you. All right. Um, well, again, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, oh, it goes way too fast. <laughs> and um, you can find me at my at my website is shooptc.com. It's S-H-O-O-P-T-C.com. And I am a full throttle leadership coach and a team culture creator. So I work with leaders that really want to um, get out there and be authentic, be themselves, and really 
know how to make the best leadership decisions based on who they are and, and how they think people should be treated, not based on what they think society wants them to do, because I find that those are the leaders that, that do the best when they tap into their inner self and and really just want to get stuff done through the amazing people that they have on their teams. And, and then I help them create cultures that really match what it is that they, they want to have in their workplace and um, and make adjustments where needed. If it, there's something toxic, we figure out how to get that out of there and, and really say, set the status quo so that, that really it just everything just seems to happen and you, you don't have to work as hard. Cool. Well, folks, uh, you uh, go check out Emily's website. Uh, feel free to connect with her. Uh, she's a wonderful lady. She's a great sister in the Lord. And Emily, thanks for being on the show. Uh, you know, I'm going to twist your arm and ask you to come back again because there's one subject that you just talked about there that I'd really like to explore with you, and that is, you know, how do you go about getting into organizations and developing, you know, develop the right kind of culture, especially when it comes to developing a culture that really generates. Uh, engaged employees. So if you're up for that, next time we'll talk about that. Awesome. Okay. Thanks very much. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. So that wraps up our conversation with, uh, with Emily Shoup. I uh, hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, coming out of that, there's a, there's a couple of questions that I want to ask you. One is, what is it that you really want your life to be about? I think uh, whether you're a business owner or whether you're in a career, that's one of the fundamental issues that uh, that a lot of people don't deal with is that they don't integrate their work into every aspect of their life and say, gee, what is it that I really want to, my life to be all about? And how do I go about taking the skills that I have and, and really putting them to work in an effective way? Uh, and if you're struggling with any of that, I'd recommend that you pick up my book, The Shepherd and the Princess. Uh, you can get it at optex.com, and it's a great way. It's a great foundational book on figuring out what it is that you want to do in life and then creating a plan for, for achieving that. The second question that I really want to get into is how well are you serving others? Because you're in a situation, all of us are in a situation where the rewards that we get in life are directly proportional to the service that we offer, to the service that we render to those around us. And uh, there's a, a fellow that I got to know. I met him probably about 40 years ago. His name is Bob Berg. Uh, and I reconnected with Bob uh, just recently, and, uh, and we've, uh, we've gotten, to, uh, you know, gotten to be good friends. Uh, we email back and forth. I haven't seen him face-to-face or anything like that. But Bob wrote an, uh, an interesting book with another gentleman named John David Mann, and it is called The Go-Giver. And it's really all about... How do you go about achieving things in life by adding uh, the element of really superior service to others? And it works not just in business, but one of the things that I found is that everything that works in business also works in other aspects of life. So that's another book that you might want to uh, pick up. If you go to Berg.com, B-U-R-G dot C-O-M, uh, you can get in and, uh, and get that book. That's a great read. It's also available on Audible.com. 
Uh, so take advantage of those resources, if you will. That puts a, a, a bow on another edition of the Gary Smith Show. You will not want to miss, miss next week's show. We're going to have Casey Alexis uh, with us live in studio. Casey lives up in the Worcester, Massachusetts area. Uh, she's a local author. She's written a book called The Moral Code, and she'll be joining us to uh, talk about that. So until then, have a great weekend and a great week coming up. God bless you. Live your life on purpose. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.